Welcome back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm Dresden Mass Holding Music. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are you doing tonight, Bryce? Well, not really tonight. It's actually three in the afternoon. I don't know why I said tonight. Well, I'm doing okay. All right. So, NFL Week 3. That was a thing. It did happen last week. Yeah. Um, there are actually a couple of decent games this week. Um, I, I kind of want to start with Ravens-Lions because... Well, there's only one thing to really say. It's that Justin Tucker is a bad motherfucker. Justin Tucker is the greatest kicker to ever play sport, yeah. I mean, that was... I don't even know how those last like two minutes of the game, that was like, I don't even know how to describe how fucking bonkers that was. You convert on a fourth and 19 and then you casually just make a 66 yarder to win it on the road in front of everybody. That was absolute chaos, and I'm convinced that God just hates the Detroit Lions. I mean, he might. I mean, now granted, low-key, they deserve it. I mean, kind of, um, but... No, they definitely do, bro. I mean, does, does God hate the Lions for wasting Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, or does he hate the Lions so much that he made it... He caused it? Did? There's no, a question I, to be asked there. Maybe it's both, man. Do you think God just hates Detroit? You know, it, it would make sense. Because, like, I don't think anything good has ever happened to Detroit. When the when the best team in Detroit is the Tigers, like... They're the most promising. They They have the brightest future right now. I mean, the Pistons are going nowhere. The Lions are the Lions. The Red Wings are going nowhere. It it really is. Like, the Tigers are the only one with any sort of promise right now. At least for the future, yeah. For the immediate future, yeah. They spent that high draft pick on a corner last year, and he has been nothing but a disaster. Um, they... I mean, the Tigers are just, they had like how many Cy Young winners on that rotation? I think, well, they had Scherzer, they had Verlander, they had Porcello. Um, I think, um, I think Robbie Ray is, if he, yeah, if he wins the Cy Young this year. That's that's another Cy Young that, winner. That's four Cy Young winners. I forgot they ever had Robbie Ray. He was only on the team for one season. But he did he made his debut that season. And I think he was decent, but then he got traded to the Diamondbacks and just ceased to exist until he until he got traded to Toronto. 
such a weird career. He was always in trade uh, trade talks. I feel like when he was in Toronto. And now he's like a legitimate ace, and yeah, now I mean he's arguably. Well, yeah, I mean he's definitely top three in Cy Young without question. I think I'm pretty sure he's the favorite right now. He might be. I don't know who's really. I don't know what the superlatives for the MLB are going to look like this year. I mean, there's a few of which we know. I mean. Do we, though? Shohei's absolutely winning AL MVP. That is not absolute. I think he... I think definitely not absolute. I, I know it's a little closer. And I honestly disagree. Forward, I, I mean, who, who do you put over him? Uh, Vladdy. I, I think if Shohei hadn't done something absolutely unprecedented in being an elite pitcher and a top three hitter in the league, He's really not that elite of a pitcher. I I really think that all things considered, I think he just I don't think there's any way he doesn't win that. I definitely I that, would I understand that. I think Vlad's winning MVP. I think the hitting season Vlad had was better than Otani's. It was absolutely, um, but they're gonna they're gonna factor in the pitching. I mean, they they maybe will factor in team success if it's close. I mean, I know they usually don't when it's not, but if it is, if this race is close, and if the Jays do make the playoffs, that might factor in. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think Vladdy gets second place in the voting this year, because I just. Well, the one and two is not a debate on who's one and two. That's we know. We know it's going to be either one of those two. I just I have a hard time going against Shohei here, but we'll talk. We'll talk about that when it's uh, awards time. We'll go more in depth with that. Are we talking about football? We are talking about football. So yeah, God hates the Detroit Lions and other things you already knew. Um, the next game I think we should probably talk about Chargers thirty, Chiefs twenty four. Um, yeah, interesting. Just... This was interesting. That's interesting. Really good way to describe this. We've never seen the Chiefs be under 500 since Mahomes took over. So I'm it's pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. It's different now. It's a it's a weird uh, weird thing to see. But um, to uh, I mean, I, if you told me that the AFC West was going to start out with the Broncos and Raiders at three and zero. The Chargers at two and one, and the Chiefs at one and two. Uh, I would not have believed that. No, the AFC West is. Uh, it 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 is. Um, 
I, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, yes, the Broncos are probably definitely frauds. Well, I mean, yeah, once the, football teams. once the schedule kicks up, yeah, the Broncos are not going to be one of those front runners. I mean, they've got to play the Giants and Jets. And um, the Jaguars and the Jaguars, who are so three of three of the worst teams. Yeah, three three of the worst teams right now. Um, probably will end up being three of the worst teams this season. So I don't really put that much stock into the Broncos three and zero start. Um, the Raiders, though, I will say the Raiders may may they may be impressive this year. I mean, Derek Carr has looked phenomenal so far. Um, and even without Josh Jacobs for two of these three games, uh, they've still found ways. So I don't know. I, I think the Raiders yeah. might might actually be on it, the up. It makes this Monday night game a lot more interesting, seeing that both these teams are actually looking pretty competitive right now. Yeah, and the Chargers. I mean. I you know maybe maybe they're on the up too, you know maybe and the Chiefs I mean everyone's probably you know looking at the Chiefs like oh one and two is it over like is the is the run over uh no but this is definitely new like I could see why you would think the run is over yeah I mean it, it's gotten a lot more interesting. Than certainly than than, uh, than we thought, but I mean, admittedly, the start of the season, I don't think any of us really thought there would be uh, much debate in um, who wins the AFC West. But I mean, so far, Chiefs are. The, the worst right now. And I don't think it's going to stay that way, but facts are the facts right now. They're last. All right. Next game, Rams 34, Buccaneers 24. Um, honestly, the, the Rams are looking dangerous. The Rams look phenomenal. And, you know, as a man that picked this game correctly... Um, I, I, I mean, they just look great. They really do. The Rams look phenomenal, and Stafford's look really good. The offense is working. The defense has always been good, but it's you know staying up to that pedigree that they had. And I mean, there's no reason for them not to. They're literally employing Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, so. That mean them being anything less than great would be, I mean, a problem. I'm I'm so glad that Matt Stafford's finally on a team that's good. Because, as much as I don't like seeing the Buccaneers losing right now, because you know I like seeing Tom Brady succeed. The Rams are. Are such a fun team to watch. They're lighting teams up. The defense looks pretty solid. This is like 
And they don't exactly have the toughest schedule this season for the most part. The Rams, you know, probably win the NFC West. The Rams, there's no reason the Rams aren't in the Super Bowl conversation come the end of the season. They should, they should absolutely be considered a contender for the Super Bowl this year. Um, I mean, to go back to the Bucks. I'll be honest, they are not impressive, and they have not really been impressive this year. They really are playing down, um, and that's bad. You never want to be playing down, but they are. They, they're playing down in their competition, and um, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, definitely not ideal. I mean, the defense, it's really the defense. The defense has looked like shit. Like, they just are not playing well. Um, and I don't really know what, how or why that is because there wasn't really a, they didn't even lose anybody that would cause that I mean, kind of they've regression. They've got a couple of, their, a couple of their top DBs are hurt. Like, Sean Murphy Bunting's hurt. Um, who's the other guy that got hurt the other night? Um, but they've they've lost two of their top corners, which is why they got Richard Sherman, who... Okay. He's 95. Like, I mean, this, 20, this Buccaneers team in 2015 would have gone stupid, but... It's, I don't know if, I mean, they can't get it together defensively. They're just going to not go anywhere. I don't know. I, I think Tampa figures it out, but they they got to play better if they, if they come against the, uh, the Rams in the playoffs. It's just no other way around. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be tough for them to beat anybody that's at the top level if they're going to play like that. All right. Um next game Packers 30, 49ers 28. I you know I I thought the Niners had a very good blowout opportunity in their hands. Going into this game, uh, not the case. Aaron Rodgers is still that guy. You know, it's so funny how we've gotten so used to it at this point. Like, there was like 40 seconds left, no timeouts, and they had just scored a touchdown to take the lead. And 90% of people watching this game was like, yeah, Rodgers is going to pull this off. It's so funny how we're conditioned at this point. Just, yeah, I mean, it's it's more surprising when he doesn't. Exactly. And that's that's all I really have to say about that because Rogers is that guy. He still is that guy. You know, everyone week one wanted to wanted to say it's over, and admittedly, yes, it was a bad loss, but yeah, you cannot deny. Beating the Niners that way is is not impressive. That's that's a good road. sign on the road. That's a on good sign. Less than a minute, no timeouts. Yeah, he's that guy. But honestly, like I'm just I'm wondering how, how the Niners had that in the bag. They had that game in the bag. They were on like the twenty yard line. They had all their timeouts left. 
You could have just killed the clock. You could have bled out like you know at least half of that. Yeah, well, then you remember who their coach is. Kyle Shanahan and clock management are like water and oil. They just do not mix. No. He's a vibes coach. Coaches off vibes. You know what? That's, you know, that's... (laughs) That's San Francisco's issue, I guess. They're just vibes. Just vibes. No timeouts. No, uh, no killing the clock. Just vibes. The th- it's it's the problem is that the 49ers have discovered the secret to football, which is winning is an option. Yeah, you, you go into that mindset. Winning is a choice. You have a choice whether you want to win or not. Uh, the 49ers made the con- made the conscious decision that uh, we, we are not win. we are choosing not to win, um, and they didn't. There's no reason to lose that game. They just didn't want to win. They they simply declined the opportunity to win. They that's yeah that's a decision they made. I don't know why they made that one. I feel like beating the Packers at home would be a big deal. Be good, but it would, you know, it would look really good. Would yeah, it would send a message to the NFL. All right. Well, that's pretty much all the big games we were we have to cover from last week. I guess we can look ahead towards week four. Um, I guess the first game we could talk about is Cardinals at Rams. Rams favored by four and a half at home. Yeah. I'm going to take the Rams here, but I mean the Cardinals, the Cardinals have been beating up on teams that aren't that great. Although I do think that they are a good team. See, the Cardinals... um, Cardinals are interesting, I feel like. They... uh, They... I feel like they are going to be good. I feel like they are going to be in the playoff picture. They should be. I think on paper this team should be good enough to get a wild card spot. But I feel like we say that, you know, we've been saying that for years. Because it's really been true. Well, this uh, I think I'm looking, if I'm the Cardinals, as much as I want to win this game, I think if you can keep it close, I'd be very encouraged. Because obviously the Rams are probably the best team in the NFC right now. I think all around this team is just talented from top to bottom. I think, you know, the Rams, this is like your creme de la creme right now. If if you're the Cardinals, and if you can beat them, obviously that's great. But I think if you keep it to, like, within three points, I'd be incredibly encouraged. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. 
But uh, I, I do have the Rams winning this at home. It's just... They're too good. All right. What's the next game we got? Um, for week four. Um, honestly, the one o'clock games all suck. The only other game, what I I think we should talk about is Raiders Chargers. All right, so Raiders at Chargers. You got Chargers by three at home. Um. Yeah, I mean that's that's tough. I'm gonna go. I think the Chargers win this game, but I'm gonna go Raiders plus three and a half. Interesting. Okay. Um. I'm going to say I'm going to take the Raiders outright. Okay. But this game ends on a field goal in overtime. Cuz that's been the theme of Raiders games lately apparently. Um hmm. Well actually actually it's two or three of them in overtime and only one of them's been on a field goal, but Yeah, I'll I'll take the Raiders. Give me the Raiders. The Raiders. All right. Do we have any big games in college football this week? Do we? I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't either. I haven't actually paid that much attention to college football this year. It's Bama. It's Bama and everybody else. Well, sir, were there any big games last week? Um. Actually, yes, there were a couple. Well, Arkansas upset A and M. Wisconsin got embarrassed. Yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about that. We do because I I think we both picked Wisconsin. Um, gotta be honest. No, I, I definitely picked Notre Dame. I picked Wisconsin, and uh, that fourth quarter happened. And Graham Mertz is a hashtag not good at football. Um, Big Ten football, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Um, anyone who watches Wisconsin football in the last five years knew what was coming with this game. It was all a matter of when it was going to happen and the fourth quarter. Especially the fact that we got embarrassed by Jack Cohn, who used to be quarterback at Wisconsin, before we benched him for being terrible. Yeah, that must hurt, man. It's not great. I, I just want a Wisconsin quarterback. I just want a good Wisconsin quarterback, man. Is that too much to ask for? It may never happen again. We got one year of Russell Wilson, and, and the football guys are like, nope, can't have that anymore. Did you, have, did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? I was, in all honesty, I was too young because I really didn't appreciate college football back then. But, um,. Looking back on it, if I were a bigger college football fan back then, I, I would have liked it. 
I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I think I think Wisconsin. I, I mean, it's pretty obvious they're a, they're a coach program. Like, they're ranked all the time, but Lord really knows why that's the case. You know, they're just they're doomed to a lifetime of. Uh, running the football like it's the 1930s. That's really all we'll get out of Wisconsin, and... Maybe you'll win, like, five games. This year, that's, you know... We don't have any more ranked opponents. Oh, that's not true, actually. That is that is a big lie, actually. We play Michigan this week. And then we play Iowa later on, so we have two more ranked opponents... Uh, we're going to get shelled by both of them. And, you know, maybe if we're lucky, we win the rest of our games and we get a pity top 25 ranking and a pity bowl game, if we're lucky. Yeah, I mean, that's really about all you can ask for, I think, at this point. Because this, this, this is a cooked club. Yeah, it's it's not great. Um I have a question though, and I not even about college football. I think this is a genuine concern I have at this point. What's up? Um do the Giants or Jets win a game? Do the Giants or Jets win a game? Yeah. Like, do you think that even happens? Well, let's let's think about this. The Jets and Giants are both absolutely dreadful football teams. Yeah. And truth be told, the giant, the easy part of the giant schedule is over. There really is not an easy part of this ske- schedule. So I say, unless like they stumble into a win against the Eagles or the Bears, which probably, I don't think happens. Not the Bears, but the Eagles, maybe. I think after what we just saw from the Bears this past weekend, there's a very big possibility that the Bears might actually fumble away a win against the Giants. I just don't think so. No, the problem is, um, like, that's just... I just don't think that happens because the Bengals, like, I know they beat the Bears, but end of the day, the Bengals' offense has been working really well. Um... And has played pretty well to this point. So, like, end of the day, I mean, there's a 
there's a strong possibility that the Giants don't win a game this year. Here's the thing about the Jets. It's about the Jets, baby, not the Jets. Let's go Jets. Score a touchdown. It's not it's about the money, Spider-Man. It's about the Jets, baby. I love the Jets. Let's go Jets. Let's get a touchdown, baby. I love the Jets. <laughs> um, but but here's the thing about the Jets. Um, they still have to play the Jaguars this season. And somebody does have to win that game. Someone technically has to win that game. Actually, not really. I mean, they can tie, but... Technically speaking, like I said, winning is a choice that you have. Like, that's a conscious decision. That's true. But, um... And in all honesty, I don't know which team has been worse to start the season between the Jaguars and Jets. Um, I think the Jets come out with like two wins. The Giants, I genuinely don't know. At this point, are you rooting for him to go completely over the season? No, I want him to win at least one game. I don't know if they have the capacity. It's uh, definitely... Can you imagine the New York media if both the Jets and Giants go 0-17 in the same season? It would not be pretty. I would like to see it. Um, so a couple other college football games we have. Um, so yeah, Arkansas did upset Texas A&M 20-10. But... I'm I'm gonna be honest, like I think Arkansas is actually like a really good team this year. I think they kinda got a little underrated, but I think I think they've been kind of an overlooked team going into this season, and I think they could do some damage in the SEC. Arkansas. Like obviously they're not gonna do anything to Alabama or Georgia, but like I mean they'll probably get a Solid bowl game if they keep playing like this. Yeah. All right, and uh, NC State upsets number nine Clemson twenty-seven twenty-one. Yeah, it's not a good uh, Dabo. I'm sorry, you're cooked. You just cooked, man. You shouldn't have been talking shit about athletes getting paid. Yeah, that's uh that's really really not a good look for Clemson at all. That's like well, their season's over. I mean, their season is over. There's just no way. No, two lost teams, especially when those losses are Georgia and NC State. Yeah, that's it. You're done. Season's over. A two-loss um, team in the ACC is not making the CFP. 
It's oh, a two-loss team anywhere is not. So, yeah, the season's over. Um, just like that. Thanks for showing up. But um... Tell you what, I probably start seeing a lot of decommits. Next coming uh, seasons. You know, there's a possibility. There is a very, very big possibility. Um, why are there like three good? There's only like three good games this week. I'm looking ahead right now. Um, so we got Arkansas, Georgia. Georgia favored by 18 and a half. Um, I know I, mean, I just Georgia's said Arkansas winning. is probably one of the better SEC teams right now, but uh, yeah, Georgia's winning this game. So uh, thanks for thanks for showing up, Arkansas. Sorry I jinxed you. I mean, there's no reason Georgia should lose to any team but Alabama. If Georgia loses to Arkansas, I, I think you just end their season, right? Um. Well, in terms of top four, yeah, they're not making the top four in that case. All right. The next big game: number seven Cincinnati at number nine Notre Dame. Since he's favored by one and a half on the road, but um, ah. Uh, You know what? Yeah, I will take Cincy on the road. You're going to take Cincy on the road. I mean, after what happened against Wisconsin, I don't know, man. I'm not convinced Cincy beats Notre Dame. I mean, I think as long as Cincy's quarterback is better than Graham Mertz, which... As a 3-0 team, you know, probably should be. I think since he can win this. Um, I mean, honestly, in my mind, both these teams are not very uh, impressive. But... I think Notre Dame wins. All right. And the last big game this week, number 12, Ole Miss at number one, Alabama. <laughs> well, uh, give me Alabama. Uh, hmm. 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 Yeah, Alabama's winning. That's... Kind more of a matter. I mean, I feel like Bama games are more of a matter of how much they win by, not if they win or not. It, that's what it's been the last, you know, few years, really. And this is, I mean, we've seen some good Bama teams. I think this is genuinely the best one we've ever seen.
All right, so I think that'll do it for college football for this week. Um, I guess we'll do a quick little talk about the MLB playoff race because there's only a handful of games left in the season. I mean, well, the thing is, by the time this even comes out, we could most likely just be wrong. Um, the AL, I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, the AL, like... There's still four teams that can make the wild card. And three of them are, are still out of the AL East, which is just absolutely nutty. So let's let's talk about this past series, Red Sox-Yankees. Because I know you have some stuff you want to say about that. Well, I mean... <sighs> the, the Sox looked like shit. They, they really the did. There's really, you know, that game one, that's, you know, wasn't a great game to lose, but I mean, only putting up three on Garrett Cole with that with that Yankees lineup, I kind of expected to lose that one, but the other two, those were just inexcusable losses. I mean, Stan had a series to, to behold this time. And I mean, I know Stan, all the jokes, blah, blah, blah. He is genuinely one of the best players in the game and has been this entire time. Um, and I think him being healthy, he's proven it. Clearly, I mean, he went into Fenway and maybe had the best series of, I mean, anybody. Like, that was just one of the better ones of the year. Yeah, and the Red Sox chose a hell of a series to start imploding pitching-wise. Uh, Picked a hell of a time to pitch Garrett Richards. You know, honestly, here's the thing about Garrett Richards. Numbers-wise, he's actually been pretty solid out of the bullpen. We can reliably get a couple of good innings out of him. But then he just implodes at the worst possible times. Which is just... You can't have that. Darwin's on had a disaster class. He's 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 bold for having win in his first name. He literally threw a fucking three cheese meatball at Stan and was like, "Yeah, it's gonna work." Dude, chicken parm hero with extra sauce. That shit had fries on the side. I, I dude, I could hit that ball over the monster. Flat out and simple. That is. I think some little leaguers could hit that one over the monster, and he threw that pitch to Stanton. I. Uh... And you know, I could get past getting swept by the Yankees at home in the last series of the season against them, if it wasn't for the fact that we put up a goose egg on the Orioles in the next game. A team that's 47 games out of the AL East. Although I did read a funny statistic the other night. The Orioles are 37 games back of the Blue Jays. Which is more games back of fourth place than they would be of first place in the NL East. I thought that was just interesting. What does that mean? 
So they're 37 games back of fourth place in the AL East. Yeah. But they'd only be like 35 games back of first place in the NL East. I mean... I, I just thought that was interesting. It's not that different. <laughs> no, it's really not. Um, the Orioles just, uh, they love to get hot sometimes, just like at really weird times. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Oh, well, I mean, if we, we should be fine. As long as we take the game tonight, which obviously that'll will have already happened by the time you're listening to this. And then you got three against Washington, which we have to take two out of three for. Just simply have to. Um, I mean, the Mariners have decided they are going to play good baseball. Jays and Yankees series is going to come down to the last game. I mean, in all honesty, a lot of this is, uh, it's, it's going to come down to this last weekend of baseball or yeah, it will be this last weekend of baseball, which honestly, this is probably the most interesting end of the season we've seen in, I can't, I can't think of a time more recently where we've had this many teams fighting for two wildcard spots. I think it's a good thing for baseball. Um, maybe. I mean, it could be. I I think you got to really televise the games that are mattering. Um, so obviously the Yankees are going to end up playing the Rays as their last series. We'll see how that goes because the Rays already clinched. Yeah, the Rays have already clinched the best record in the AL, so I don't even know if they're going to be trying. They might, they might not. Who knows? Um, Red Sox, they play the Nationals. Got to take two or three from that, no excuses. The Blue Jays, they play... Who... They play Baltimore to end the season. So that they, uh, in all honesty, Baltimore at home, they could realistically sweep that. And then that really makes things interesting. But I mean, it puts a lot of pressure on uh, on the Yankees and Red Sox. Uh, yes, it does. And the Mariners, they play the Angels. That's... Uh, They should win two out of three for that, but I think just because of how some of the other teams, I think they just miss out on playoffs, unfortunately, just because unless the Jays and Red Sox both have complete meltdowns, there's, I, don't, I just don't see how the Mariners fit into the playoffs. 
Probably not. I mean, technically, the A's are still in two. The A's are not still in. They got eliminated last night. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, there was like one scenario in which there was a five-way tie for the playoffs, and then absolute chaos would have gone down. There's going to be like three game 163s, a, a gamer 164 or two, and then... That's that's the worst thing that could happen. I mean, it's a fun one if you enjoy chaos in sports, but... I think the best we can get now is... I'm sure that I'm pretty sure the four-way tie is still in play, but it's not likely. Do they have like a cars-like three-way race for the Piston Cup? Like a three, like a three-way baseball game. Yeah. How would that work? Who cares? Fair enough. I mean, if you can make it work, I'm with it. <laughs> It's like it's like tournament style. One team, uh, I guess with three it'd be hard, but maybe you just maybe you just add a middle frame so you get the top of the first, middle of the first, and or bottom of the first. Genius. How would it work? Who cares? Three team baseball. This is three team baseball. It's like tournament style. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's how the AL looks right now. It's honestly, this weekend's like, it's going to be bonkers for baseball. Uh, the NL is pretty much all set, at least in terms of who's going to be playing. Um, Brewers clinched the NL Central, the Cardinals Casually won 17 straight games to clinch a wild card spot. The Giants and Dodgers both have at least a wild card spot, although the Giants are two games up on the the uh, NL West race. The only thing that's still up for grabs right now is the Braves are four and a half games up on the Phillies, which. Unless the Phillies win out and the Braves lose out. That series is a that's gonna be over. I think the Braves are literally one win away from from clinching, and they play the Phillies tonight. So that this could be definitely over by the time I'm even done editing this. To be honest, um. Yeah, so I mean the NL. Is more boring right now. It's already all set for the most part. Any any thoughts about that? Baseball. Well said. All right, so I think we can uh, probably wrap this one up. So that's going to do it for episode 165, I think. I don't remember. But uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at E-N-M Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Beerizz, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.